Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Steelwood Radio. I'm Travis Falk, and with me is my co-host, Matthew O'Hara. We're coming at you from Columbus, Ohio, home of the Ohio State University. Matt, what are we talking about today? Episode number 55, we're going to be recapping some recent events, get some previews of this weekend, go over some news, and we're going to end it with an interview with Gary Traub. You're listening to Steelwood Radio. Alan Moore upsets your top seed. Puts it on his back, trying to get you a full point. And there's the win. Nathan Tomasello is a freshman with a takedown in the last five seconds. Overtime. Bo Jordan wins his first Big Ten Wrestling Championship. Alright, we are back. Episode number 55. Uh, got a couple things to cover before the, uh, before the interview with Mr. Gary Traub. Um, mm-hmm. Starting off with some of the international competition. Pretty decent uh, showing for the Ohio RTC and a couple of former Buckeyes as well. Yeah, I want to start with uh, the Italy tournament, Matteo uh, Pellicone. Uh, yeah, so current uh, RTC guys, Amar Desi takes bronze. That's a pretty darn good uh, mm-hmm. spot for him to fall in. Pretty stacked, pretty stacked weight class. Yeah. So it was good to see the uh, the success there for Desi. Um, I don't know what his international track record has is or has been, but I know um, in a relatively tough tournament, that's a good a good spot to fall for him. So it was looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had uh, um, you know former Buckeyes Joey McKenna and also Kyle Snyder. Uh, Kyle takes bronze. McKenna has a couple of just wars. With um, Zane and um, Bajrang from mm-hmm. India, he actually was leading both of those matches. Yeah, he was up like I think five zero against uh, Zane before Zane kind of clawed his way back. Um, thinking of watching those matches, just kind of from what I saw on social media. Yeah, um, <clears throat> he so yeah. Uh, came out hot against Zane, and then it just kind of faded the other direction um, yeah. in Zane's favor and. Looked super tough against Bajrang and was I thought he was gonna pull it out and it was like really late in the match he gets head pinched for the exposure for two and just couldn't couldn't come back so yeah. um, and then uh, Kyle looked fantastic with the exception of one match and that was kind of surprising yeah Mohammedani yeah from my Kyle was an animal man he tech fought Bo Nickel and then he pins Kyle Snyder and he was up by eight going into the uh, right before the pin. Right. I will say that Kyle was super was very very much the aggressor in the match and was going after it and was definitely leaving it all on the table. But um, I did watch Mohamedani wrestle Bo and Snyder, and the one thing I noticed is they could not break his position. He was just so strong his positioning that like he never broke, and he was just. I mean, it was hard to like decide how to uh, interpret the first match with Bo and him. He was like, oh, maybe Bo's just not what he's all cracked up to be. Yeah, he won the 23s, but, you know, this is the seniors. And then... And he's he, wrestling up a weight, too. Yeah, and he's wrestling up. Yeah, right. It's a big he's deal. up a weight. And then he does that to Snyder, and you're like, okay, all right. This guy's legit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see, what, uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, a little bit of a surprise there. Kyle battles back, takes bronze. It's always tough to do, and you get uh, some adversity thrown in your face. And it's nowhere he hasn't been before, and... He's going to give it everything he's got when he's out there every single time. So, um, 
Yeah, so that's the uh, Pelicone. Yeah, so outside of that, uh, Koontz was wrestling in an international tournament, took second. I think it was called Thor Classic, I think it was called. Um, it was a Greco-Roman tournament. I, I can't really speak to any of his competition or anything like that. I don't know Greco, but congrats to him on getting silver at an international tournament. Yeah, he's, you know what's interesting? He continues to compete and continues to uh, work on his craft, which he's, he's passionate about the Greco. So um, good for him. Yeah. You know, he's... <laughs> He's, doing, he's out there a lot competing. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, but not least, uh, Miles wrestling in a, a tournament in Spain. First match, gets a world bronze medalist, beats him, and then uh, just looks really good the rest of the tournament. Um, I think I watched his semis and finals match. I think in both cases it was really close at the break, and then Miles just kind of like opened it up after that. Yeah, Miles is one of those guys where I feel like it's just, I mean, everybody in the wrestling community knows how athletic Miles is, how slick he is, how smooth he is. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I wonder if, you know, I feel like he's one of those guys that where um, he gets thrown into the mix with some of these super, super elite wrestlers, works on a couple of things that, I mean, I think he's one of those guys that could, as good as he was in college, I feel like he's one of those guys that still hasn't even scratched his full potential. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That, yeah. So I'd be curious to see where how he shakes out these next couple of years, but what an awesome uh, thing to put on his resume. It's first mm -hmm. international win and takes out a world bronze medalist. I mean, that's a big deal, man. Yeah, that's really big. And uh, But, yeah, just making the team this, this year at 86 is oh, going to be geez. so hard. Yeah. Derringers that he you got the world team member Pat Downey coming back, world champion David Taylor coming back. Like it's it's gonna be a tough but we, one. But hold on a second though. But they what it's three, three guys right for to to be even just a part of the team. Not, uh, the, not the starting spot, but they'll take top. Top three, three make the national. Top team, three yeah. make the national team, right? I don't know how uh. it changes in the Olympic year, but but. Uh, um, you know, yeah, and I actually you, you don't know where Cox is going to go yet. So oh yeah, that's, that's true. Timing too. Yeah, so, yeah. but you know that obviously Miles can beat Daringer. Mm -hmm. You know he can beat Downey. He was beating Downey in yeah. the tournament what, last year. I think he can beat Valencia. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can do it, man. I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility, and then it's I think it's a little bit step up there to to Taylor and Cox, but. I definitely think he'll be competitive with him yeah. at the at the very least. I, I I tell you what, I would love to see that match. Me too. He and Taylor or Cox, you mean either one of those guys? Um, I mean Taylor's gonna have to wrestle through the whole bracket, so. Yep, you're right. Gonna be a lot of matches there, so that's I guess definitely we'll a possibility. I tell you what, I'll be rooting for Miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense, uh, Jaden, but um, you know. Yeah. We have we have to take. We'll be rooting for. Both. For you and when you're not wrestling each other. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move back to the college scene. A lot of duels to recap, so we're going to kind of move this through this up rather quickly. Uh, Ohio State wrestled Rutgers last week. Uh, Luke won by major over Aragona. Um, I'm not going to have every match to see some of the highlights. Caleb Romero takes out number 19, Drew Grello. 
Uh, Colin Moore gets another ranked win. Major decision over 17, Jordan Pagano. Gary Traub gets yet another sudden victory uh, win, 4-2. Um, and, yeah, that's about it for that one. Anything else you want to hit on there? Just, uh, no, I think we're good with that. I think it, the outcome was what we had expected. There's a couple guys there that I thought might uh, might have a little bit better showing, but, again, they still got to work on some things. And <coughs> yeah. Especially at the lower weight. So that takes us then to the Wisconsin duel. I thought this was – it was fantastic. Looks like a lot of guys wrestled real well. I didn't get the chance to actually watch it, mm-hmm. but I certainly followed it and was getting updates uh, on a on a consistent basis. But I think the one um, one thing that was pretty interesting was you get you have Decatur gets a couple of takedowns against Seth Gross. Yeah, three takedowns against the number one guy in the country. That's pretty impressive. Um, you know, still ends up getting majored, but along the way he uh, had a couple moments of looking really good yeah well and gross is a uh redshirt senior right yeah so you've got there's basically five years of difference there right you know because decatur's a true freshman there's no doubt and everybody knows that Jordan decatur has the ability to be uh a multiple time all all american and be on the mm-hmm. podium it's just a couple things he's got to work on but what it shows is that if he's getting three takedowns against a reigning national champion and a number one ranked guy in the country. You know, if he can do that there, he can do it anywhere. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tays says the 41, Luke Pletcher wrestles number four, Tristan Moran, who just lays a hammer on him, gets a major decision, 11-3, to against yeah. number four kid in the country. Total onslaught. And uh, um, it, I don't know if he saw this, but Luke is almost on his, and his, all of his ranked wins of the guys in the top 20, he's almost averaging a major decision. Yeah, it's it's and you crazy. know he was ticked off on Sunday when he didn't get the major oh, yeah, because yeah. he really yeah. wanted to try to pull that average up. I know. Did you see when the match was over and he just kind of like under his breath, you could tell he's like, "Dang it, man!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy just seeing that <clears throat> switch flip in him between this uh, this year and last year. Uh, so forty nine Sasso takes out Majors number thirteen Cole Martin. Uh, Cleary gets a win over Sharon Brock. Uh, Smith keeps it close against Wick. Wick number four in the country. Smith number 12. Loses that one 7-4. Rocky Jordan gets uh, his first dual meet win, 20-2 tech fall. Yep, over Tyler Dow. I don't know much about Tyler, but I think the big thing was Colin Moore on Friday with his win secures his 100th. Yeah. Secured his 100th victory in college. I mean, you think about that. 100 wins. At this level. I didn't even have 100. I had 50 matches. I mean, obviously, I'm not wrestling as much as these, but that's ridiculous. I had 50 total matches in college, and these guys are getting 100 wins. I, you know, they, he's got 100 wins, and what, Colin's only, he's only got like 11 losses in four years so far. Yeah, just a, just a handful. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. At least so, probably about the same. I think you're right, yeah. So we've got, so the high state comes out on top, 24 to 13 on the duel. Um, could have been a lot closer. Uh, I was actually surprised. It was kind of lopsided. I mean, it was. In, in this duel and in the Illinois duel, pretty much anything that was kind of a toss-up went our way. Which yeah. was, I mean, that's great, but you never really expect that to happen. Um, so, yeah, the Buckeyes were looking really good this weekend. Number 18 in the country. They went 24-13. 
Um, so I got a know. question for you. What? So um, it was. So Traub loses to Hilger, <clears throat> six to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see the match, but uh, I'd like to. But what do you think is gonna have to happen and for Traub to be able to jump to that next next level? And that's one of the things that he's he's gonna talk about. But I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, Hilger's number five in the country. He's real tough, real solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to answer that. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Gary can let us know when we have the interview. So I was just yeah. curious about that. <clears throat> so moved to Illinois. Um, Illinois, I think, was ranked like 23 by Flow Wrestling. Um, started at 125. Malik loses a close one to the number 24 uh, ranked guy, Cardani. Loses that one in uh, overtime. Uh, Piotrowski beats Decatur. Piotrowski, number eight. Decatur, number 20. It was a 6-2 decision. I thought that was going to be um, I thought that was going to be a little closer. Yeah. I really did, and I don't know if it's just Piotrowski's up. He's you know that he's tough good. that season. I mean, no, he's yeah, good. He's a senior. But I was surprised uh, Decatur couldn't couldn't get in and finish any shots really. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't really wasn't even that close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Forty one. Luke Pletcher takes out number twelve Dylan Duncan. Only a seven point margin of victory, so no major there like you were talking about. But I will tell you, my thought was watching that match. That I'm watching Dylan Duncan do, I don't want to say nothing, but yeah. basically my his game plan I felt like was try to keep it close, close and see if you can't squeak one out. Yeah. And try to, you know, just not open up and make any mistakes. Right. But, and also on top of that, Luke, Luke gets his 100th point, or 100th uh, career victory yeah. in that match. Heck yeah. So, super impressive. Uh, Sasso picks up a major. Elijah Cleary beats number 22, Eric Barone, in uh, overtime. This was a really interesting match because, what was it? Uh, he was down by one. Or no, he was up by one. Ends up getting ridden out in the second or the third period to send it into overtime. So he, he got ridden out for the whole period, two minutes. Um, they go to overtime, no takedowns, and then... Let's see, then the other kid, uh, Baroni, he went down, right, and then, no, no, Eli went started down and got out, Yep. and then Baroni went down, and Eli rode him out. Right. So it's kind of interesting that Eli got ridden out the entire second period, then once we get to the rideouts, you know, Eli gets out relatively quickly and is able to ride out Baroni. Yeah, I think Baroni, however you say his name, I think he kind of gassed himself a little bit. And I was, uh, didn't, isn't that, didn't, did he beat Keyshawn? Was that an upset remember. last year? Did Barone, or it was close if he didn't. Last year? I think I Keyshawn he, didn't wrestle last year, did he? What, Barone and, and Keyshawn wrestled, I know. Did they? Because I, I remember know. when they, whenever time I would see him, I'm like, God, this, Barone's a snore fast. I yeah. told my wife, she's, I go, this, Baroni does is the most boring wrestler I think in America to watch right now. Yeah, he's so boring to watch. Didn't do anything. It's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, we won the match. It was actually pretty exciting because Clary was battling tough as hell, you know. So yeah, it was a really interesting match. Um, Ethan Smith, number twelve, takes out number fourteen, Danny Bronigal, three to one. 
Caleb Romero gets a 6-3 decision over number 16, Joey Gunther. And Joey Gunther's good. Because, I mean, you know he's good. He's been around forever, mm-hmm. but he came from Iowa, and so he's got, you know, he's got that that pedigree there a little bit. So yeah. I actually uh, I was a little bit nervous about that actually, thinking there might have been an upset, but Caleb didn't have any of it. There's no. wasn't even close. No, yeah, the score was not really indicative of the yep disparity. Uh, 84, probably the match of the night. Rocky Jordan uh, defeating number 11, Zach Bronigal. That was a huge win for Rocky. First uh, home duel win of, uh, of his career. So that was a really big win for him. Yeah, he um, he got in on... It's not really a... What would you... It's not really a high crotch. It's more yeah, of a... It's kind of like a lefty high crotch, I would say. But he finished it super low. You know what I mean? No, but no, it, I can't picture it in my head. I just remember him shooting the lefty. So shoots in the lefty. He gets two takedowns that way. But what I realized is how quickly he finished it. Yeah. Especially he, his first takedown. Basically, it was, it was... First 10 seconds, he had the takedown. Yeah. And I went back and watched it. But when I was I was looking at it, actually in slow motion, and this is kind of dorky, but I was watching it in slow motion. Because that mm-hmm. dude was... He, he's really good. He's number 11th ring guy in the country. He's built, like, super solid. Yeah. But what I noticed, if you watch it, it looks like there's a subtle shift where Rocky will bump him to the hip and then crack it back real fast so that mm-hmm. the guy has no chance. So Bronigal had no chance to, to latch onto a leg or no chance to get in any sort of a position. And he did that twice. And then he tried for it again, and that's when he got snapped and basically go and got the take down, gave up the takedown to go behind. Yeah, Mike, Micah actually used to hit that, that uh, crack back all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... But I was impressed well. with that. He looks he looks pretty good, so hopefully he'll keep that up. Uh, 197, Colin Moore picks up the surprisingly the first pin in uh, Cavelli. It's right. first time For someone's been pinned in Cavelli. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets that done. Uh, heavyweight Gary Schraub. I don't know what he was thinking, but he beat his guy pretty decisively. He didn't let it go to overtime. Yeah. He didn't get a last second take. I don't know. That, like, that's why people go to watch him wrestle. Right. <clears throat> like you gotta give the fans what they want, right? You gotta win in dramatic fashion, or else why would you go? I mean, he's got to mix it up from time to time. Uh, I don't you know. know what I mean? But I, I will tell know. you though that uh, he mixed it up a little bit as far as some of the moves he was working on. Yeah, he looked so, really good. Yeah, I thought Trouble looked, <laughs> looked really good. Yeah. And and no surprise, he uh, the other guy gassed. And Gary still had a ton of mm-hmm. ton left. I wouldn't say a ton left in him, but he was still moving uh, real well the whole way through. So it's it's still it's super impressive. Yeah, that's really win. good. Because that could have been. I'm telling you, the outcome of that match could have been so much closer. Oh yeah. When you look at it on paper, you know, just a couple of things go differently, and it's a heck of a lot closer. Right. Yeah. I mean. Uh... Just looking back, like Cleary was an upset. Ethan Smith, he's ranked 12. He could have lost to the 14th ranked guy. Caleb Romero could have lost to the 16th ranked guy. Rocky was supposed to lose the 11th guy, and yeah, Traub could have lost that yeah. just on paper. So right. that definitely could have. It was 28 to six. We won the last eight matches, but that definitely could have been much different had Illinois had a really good day and us not. It, it looked like to me again. I I don't know. I'm not as as good at these things as you are, Matthew, but it looked like to me that Ohio State in the majority of those matches was in, was just 
I feel like their conditioning was a, was just another notch higher. Yeah, yeah. For everybody. I mean, it, they looked good. Yeah, they did. Um, They'll have a test coming up, though. Yeah. So also of note, we talk, just talking about heavyweight, Gavin Hoffman, former 184-pounder, makes his debut at the Purple Raider Open at heavyweight, weighing about 215 now. So that kind of tells you about how much weight he was cutting uh, to make 184. So... I think I think he was like float walking around like two hundred five ish, but that's like that's twenty one pounds to cut. And that's for a guy who doesn't have that much to cut. Right. So. Yeah, we'll see how he does at heavyweight. He's uh, you know, putting on some weight already. I think he's got the frame for it. But he looked, I mean, not that the Purple Raider Open is super competitive, but he kind of walked through that and. Right. So yeah, interested to see what happens there. Maybe they'll have a wrestle off between him and Gary, and I'm sure he'll. Uh, you think that wrestle off? Like you think like this year even? Oh still? yeah, yeah. Wow. It's not like he can redshirt. He already wrestled. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they'll definitely do it this year if uh, if they're able to. That's an interesting thing. I never would have uh, expected that twist in the in the lineup at the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah, we're still figuring things out in January. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Two other notes after those matches. Uh, we had two guys enter the rankings for the first time, uh, both at 23. Uh, so Gary Traub is ranked 23rd at heavyweight, and Rocky is now ranked 23rd at 184. Cool. Yeah, let's so get more guys in the, the rankings. think Malik and uh, Eli are the only guys that aren't ranked right Eli's now. Eli's got to be close. He just beat number 22, and yeah. he's on tough with some pretty good guys. Yeah, he's probably right on the, right on the cusp. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move into this weekend. Let's pull up the match for Iowa. Here are the probables. <clears throat> hey, while, while we're on, I just thought we're, we'll, we'll bring this up. So Brandon Sorensen, former Iowa wrestler, I don't know if any how many of the listeners are aware of this, so he's battling some, um, some health issues right now. And uh, uh, I just want to give a shout-out. Even though they're rivals, uh, I still want to give a shout out to Sorensen and, and uh, let everybody know to have keep him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. And also, there's um, uh, they're doing some fundraising through those mm-hmm. bandanas that, you, that they're selling. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's selling them, but they're they're pretty cool. I'm definitely going to order one um, just to support a fellow wrestler. But um, yeah, I'm going to put that out there as a side note. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, so after that good weekend, we get to face number one, Iowa, and they are the clear number one right now. They have a top-to-bottom, really tough lineup. Their lowest-ranked guy is number nine. Who's that? Uh, Abe Asad. Abe Asad is ranked number nine? Yeah. And at 84? Oh, their my second, God. Second rank, second lowest-ranked guys are ranked fourth. fourth. That's incredible. <laughs> nine or ten guys are ranked in the top uh, top four. Yeah, in that's insane. Well, and rightfully so at, at 125 with Spencer Lee, like mm-hmm. to go against Heinzelman, that's going to be a tough one for Heinzelman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> looks like Connor Lucas, right? It's going to take on. No, Hunter, or, Hunter's a, an or for 25. Uh, oh, okay. Or an or. I saw, I, I was looking at 33, Hunter Lucas or Jordan Decatur. Okay. Yeah, so 25 could be Hunter or Malik against Spencer Lee. 33, Jordan Decatur versus Austin DeSanto. This could be a really interesting match. Um, 
the way I picture it going. I could see Jordan coming out and getting a takedown or two. But with his gas tank issues, I could see that being a real problem against DeSanto. Yeah, against DeSanto. DeSanto doesn't quit at all. He's right. just got a complete motor. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the next match at 141. Yeah, Luke Pletcher taking on number three, Max Murin. Uh, I mean, Luke just majored the number four kid in the country, so uh, we'll see how he does against number three. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one, as am, uh, I'm excited for the next one because it's a rematch from last year at Midlands, Mid- yeah, I believe, Midlands, where Lugo yeah. and uh, Sasso. Yeah, so Sasso won that one. Um, but right now, Lugo is ranked number one, Sasso number six. So I don't know if I'd call it an upset if Sammy won since he won last time. But yeah, definitely helps his stock. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think either way it would be an, an upset. Um, yeah. These guys are pretty, pretty well mashed up. Uh, 57, Elijah Cleary is number four. Caleb Young, uh, 165. Ethan Smith got number two. Alex Marinelli, the bull. I mean, Ethan, at 165, I, I feel like every guy he wrestles is just like a complete hammer. Yeah. At 65. 65. It's insane. It's deep. So, yeah, I'm, that'll be a good match. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Marinelli is favored. This next one could be interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Romero and Michael Kemmerer. I think this is one of the ones that we could steal. It's tough because it is at Iowa, and there's like the the Carver-Hawkeye effect, you know, mm-hmm. getting Carvered. So it's usually not people upsetting uh, the Hawkeyes. It's the Hawkeyes usually getting an upset over, you know, right. someone else. Um, but I think that's one of the ones that we could steal. I think that, yeah. I was going to comment on the length of Kemmerer and if that creates problems with um, – Romero's go-to just is double leg, yeah. right? And if and and uh, Kemmerer's got the long arms, you know, if he can keep him at bay, I think that might pose some problems. Yeah, for Romero, but I'm excited. I know that's going to be a, a war. Yeah. 84. Rocky Jordan has number nine. Abe Assad. This will be another good match. Both uh, both freshmen. Rocky 22 and four. Abe Assad 18 and three. So similar records. Abisad coming off a really big win against uh, Taylor Benz in Nebraska, uh, so this will be this will be another interesting match that I could see going either way. Uh, One ninety-seven, Kyle Moore's got number four, Jacob Warner, um, and then heavyweight Gary Traub gets number three, Tony or Anthony Cassiope. Yeah, are you worried about uh, Warner at all against? Uh not particularly. I, I'm. Very confident that Colin's better, but then when you take into that account the uh, the Carver effect. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think there's any chance uh, Colin could get a major? Sure. Yeah, I think that's more likely than him losing. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting because I know there's been uh, uh, he's um, Warner's really started to. He's got that, we talked about that shell, that college mm-hmm. shell. He's starting to get that thicker college shell, it looks like. Yeah, a little inconsistent sometimes. For but, sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see how he does against Colin. Uh, so that should be it. It's it's going to be a tough match. Um, going to have to have a couple of upsets to, to be able to win that. The challenge right. is, the challenge is, uh, again, no offense to Heinzelman, but you're, you're almost, you're all but guaranteed 
bonus point wins mm-hmm. and not just a major at 25 but probably a tech or a pin at 25 you're right. almost you're almost it's almost a, a for sure <clears throat> and it could be that same thing at 33 with the santos pace so now you're fighting out of a huge hole not a six right. point hole but you're fighting out of a 10 or 11 point hole potentially i mean yeah we're only favored in two matches uh, on paper if you're looking through uh scarlet colored glasses I think you could see a 5-5, five, five. Mm-hmm. but I think in that even if we are able to pull that off, bonus points is probably going to be the difference. Right. Unless yeah. we get some, it's going to be tough, man. Unless we get some <clears throat> fluky upset where, I don't know, Rocky pins Avisad or like Eli pins Caleb Young or something fluky yeah. like that. Um, it's going to be a tough one. but yeah. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun match. I like these duels where you got to – you got a lot of highly ranked wrestlers, mm-hmm. and I just think it's going to be a, a, a complete war. And, and looking forward to it. Yeah. Nine o'clock Eastern, yeah, on uh, Friday. <clears throat> Only two of the wrestlers of the twenty are not ranked, so that's going to be a real good. Clary and Heinzelman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we got Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, run through their lineup really quick. They got number fourteen Pat McKee at one twenty-five. Uh, 133, they have an unranked Brent Jones. 41, uh, Luke Sarri wrestled number five, Mitch McKee. He's uh, done pretty well against him. 49, Brayton Lee's not been in the lineup. Not sure if he's expected to be this weekend, but if not, uh, be Jake Bergeland, uh, who's unranked. Isn't Brayton one of Sammy's only other losses of the year? Uh, yeah. Think, well, him and uh, Moore. Right. Brent Moore, so yeah. Sasso has two losses. He got right. caught by Moore, but then he avenged all this. But then he lost to Lee and right. Cliff Keen, right? Yeah, the, in the, the finals. finals. Yeah, that was a close match. I hope we get to see that rematch. Yeah. I don't know how likely it is, though. Uh, 57, Ryan Thomas is unranked. 165, Bailey O'Reilly's unranked. Number uh, 174, number 7, Devin Skatska. That'd be a good match. Yep. Number 7 versus number 8. Yeah. That'd be real good. Uh, 84, number 18, Owen Webster. That'd be another. That'd be a really good match for Rocky. Uh, 97, Hunter Ritter, is unranked, and heavyweights unranked Chase O'Connor. So this is a much, relatively easier, uh, duel. Uh, if this is the way the lineup works, you've got Brayton Lee and Gable Stevenson back in the the lineup. You know, kind of shifts totally things. Totally different, yeah. Um, but the way it looks right now, uh, Ohio State should be pretty heavily favored. Cool. Yeah, so good action this weekend uh, at, for a high state Buckeyes and uh, with Iowa and Minnesota and looking forward to it. And both are on Big Ten, right? Big Ten, uh, or, yeah. I believe so. Either BTN or BTN Plus. So wish the Buckeyes luck. Um, yeah, anything else? What do we talk Anything else we got going on? No, I think we're ready for the Traub interview. Guest and Gary. GTG. Yeah, Coming so right at you. I know it's a lot of people. Uh, Wanted to hear more from him, so we're going to sit down with him in about 20 minutes or so and see what we can learn. Here's the interview with Gary Traub. All right, we are here with uh, none other than Gary Traub, heavyweight for the Ohio State University. Gary, thanks for uh, being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, we're going to work through some, some things here, but um, originally you're from, so you're from Cincinnati, originally, yeah. right? What what area? Um, so it's like I'm probably like 15 minutes from downtown. It's a little town, Blue Ash, uh, okay. but like Sycamore High School. It's right by like 
all the powerhouse like molar you know molars right down the street we lose a lot of people to molar so it's always a big pet peeve when people go to molar <laughs> but, so how come you didn't go to molar uh you know my dad coached at sycamore he coached wrestling there yeah oh, cool. so like I, okay. i've always been like i'm staying here like you guys don't have to worry i, I, I want to be an ave so that was always a big thing right on so then the next question was if your family's still down there so it sounds yeah. like does he still coach them yeah yeah he's just a assistant coach my brother was there for he graduated a couple of years ago so like now he's just like trying to find the next guy that he wants to just like pour into so he's, he's excited about that so your brother what's he doing now He's wrestling at Thomas Moore. It's like, uh, yeah, they just moved up actually to NAIA, so he's really excited. They were about D three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they just like started a program not too long. I think right when he graduated was like their first year of the program, so he got to like be a part of like a brand new program. So he's been like telling me all about that. It's, it's really exciting for him. Nice. What weight class does your brother wrestle? He, gosh, right? He he uh he hurt his knee. So he's ballooned up a little bit to like 195. I was like, Jimmy, you're about to be wrestling heavy. We might be wrestling each other. But uh, usually, <laughs> I know, but usually he wrestles around like 175. Okay. So he's, he's puffed up a little bit. Gotcha. So uh, what? when did you get started in wrestling? At what age? And I'm assuming your father got you involved. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it's funny because we like, he always shows us, like especially like now, like, being here he all he always like shows like family members there's like a video of me and my little brother wrestling around in like diapers with like little singlets on and stuff like that so he always pulls that up and but like ever since i can remember we've been wrestling but i didn't really get like serious about it and like you know when i was a like a little kid i would just you know go out there and just try to head and arm people and that was like wrestling to me and then once i got to like junior high kind of um that's when i kind of started to like have goals and like this is what I want to do, and, like, I want to go to state, and I want to go to all these tournaments and stuff like that and, like, be good. So that's kind of when it, like, flipped the switch for me. But, like, up until then, it was just kind of, like, what I did just because my dad, Yeah. You know, is your dad in. always coached then? Yeah, yeah. Ever since you were you were little? Did, yeah. Did he, did he wrestle as well? Oh, yeah, he wrestled at um, – it's actually funny because he always – I told this story when I was in high school after the my senior year at the state tournament. But uh, he – his – senior year was the exact same as my junior year so we were both undefeated going into the state tournament and he would always have he hung this plaque in my room my freshman year and it was like his state tournament like this old dusty state tournament plaque like him getting fourth at state that was like his <laughs> his big thing and like i had never been yet until my junior year so like that was like my next thing i wanted to do i was like okay just gotta place the state so i can get this thing off my wall because he said <laughs> he, he said this thing he's like this is gonna hang in your room until you until you outplace me like that was like kind of his motivational thing so when i finally did it i like freaking took that thing down I was like you can finally put this in a box <laughs> it's like old, it's like old rusty just plaque it's pretty funny though yeah that's funny <laughs> so um well good because you finished uh, what was your you qualified for state your junior year in high school and then you, yeah did you place junior and senior year yeah so my junior and senior year was the only years I placed I got fourth and I, I ended up losing my junior year I ended up losing to the same guy twice mm. so that, that was pretty frustrating but I lost to him in the quarters and then wrestled all the way back and lost to him in the third and fourth and then my senior year I uh, got second so I didn't really get that was kind of my motivation to come to college like I didn't get what I wanted to in high school like in high school I wanted to be a state champion so, like, coming into college, that was kind of my thing. Like, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to here, but, you know, I get another shot to, like, get what I want in college, and that's kind of been, like, my driving force a little bit. That's cool. Have you always been a heavyweight? No, no. So, in high school, I was uh, – my freshman year, I was 182, 
And uh, and then my sophomore through senior year, I wrestled 195. And when I got here, I wanted to be, like, I didn't even really think about, like, starting. Like, I knew Colin was there, and he was going to be there all four, like, my whole time I was here. So I was, like, I wasn't really even thinking about starting. And then um, Kyle was doing, so my freshman year, Kyle was doing, like, the circuits with um, the Olympics and stuff like that. So Tavanello was the guy that was, like, filling in for him or, like, supposed mm-hmm. to. And he ended up, we were practicing one day, and I think he, like, tore his shoulder or tore something real yeah yeah it's peck or yeah yeah. so he was out and coach ryan came up to me he's like hey gary you know i was laying like 215 or something like that and like kind of like floating down to 97 because i came in a little heavy but he came up to me one day after tab got hurt and he was like hey you want to just like go heavyweight and try to be the guy that fills in for kyle when when he's overseas and i was like well, heck yeah! Like you know, obviously, like I want to get, like shoot, I, I mean, it's, it was either be a backup to Colin and just watch, or like actually get try to get a spot. So, um, I went up to heavyweight and try to just like, you know, it was <laughs> it wasn't the hard decision because I was like, well, now I can just eat whatever I want and do whatever I want now. So, <laughs> so it was <laughs> it was a good decision. I haven't looked back. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, um, you're leaning on some things we're gonna talk about in a second, but we'll we'll come back to. So, but you played, you also played football in, in high yeah. school too, right? Yeah. And did you ever think about trying to do that at the next level, or was more was wrestling mostly your passion? Uh, I think, I think it was always it was kind of like so like, um, when I was getting recruited to schools, uh, I put air quotes around recruited because I was just kind of looking at people like kind of and uh the only there was a couple like D three schools that wanted me to come and like play both and they were like going to try to like D two that was going to try to give me money for both, and I was like kind of interested in that and like just like because you know I liked playing football a lot. And I really miss it now. Like, looking back, I'm like, dang, like, it would be so nice to just put on some pads and just smack somebody around. <laughs> so, but um, it wasn't until, like, OU kind of wanted me to, like, I, like, weighed that, like, trying to do both at OU. Mm-hmm. Like, Greenlee was into it and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, when Ohio State, like, I came up here for an RTC practice, and I got to take down, like, Colin. And, yeah, no, well, he won't admit it. He won't admit it. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I took down Colin, and I was, like, wrestling hard with some of the guys in here. And, like, you know, Jay, uh, he was like, you know, you, you want to come on a visit and stuff like that. And I was like, well, obviously, you know. And, and basically it was like after that I was like, well, I don't even care if they don't give me money or anything. Like, I just want to come and be a part of this and, like, be around all these good guys and stuff like that. So so that was your journey to Ohio State. You came yeah. to an RTC practice. What move did you use to take Colin down? Do you remember? Oh, gosh, I don't remember, but it was probably pretty slick. <laughs> <laughs> we but, might see that in, in the match on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was actually wild because, like, I didn't even know about the RTC practices. It was actually um, Blake Kaplan. I told I said this in one of my other interviews, but, like, Blake Kaplan, he, was a, um, he wrestled for my dad at Sycamore, and he ended up being a walk-on All-American here. Yeah. And I think he took fifth, and then he ended up being a uh, captain. So, like, he put in a word with Jay, and then, you know, Jay reached out to me and was like, hey, you can come to this practice. And, you know, and it was like um, after that, that's how I kind of, like, got into it. So that was pretty, like, pretty wild. Just, like, if I wouldn't have gone to that practice, I wouldn't have wrestled with those guys. Like, I might not have ended up being here, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> so so you came in without with no scholarship dollars. Yeah, yeah. But you were recently just yeah, awarded it, some scholarship. You want yes. to talk about that? Because that – we. I think a lot of people saw the the presentation and, and it yeah. was, it, your face, your reaction was just stellar. It was <laughs> yeah. awesome. You mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember 
after they took that video, you know, I was like talking to my dad and stuff, and he was like super pumped up, and you know, obviously, and he was like texting everybody and telling them and stuff like that. But um, it's just like I ne like even this year, like I didn't think like I was like content being a walk on, like just content doing you know, doing what I was doing and stuff like that, and like uh like working what I was working. So like the fact that. Um, they did that, and, and like I couldn't even be like more grateful to the coaches and stuff. I like, just continuing to believe in me and stuff like that, and like it, it was pretty crazy because like my freshman year, they pulled me into a meeting, and coach, I will never forget this because I was like so disappointed in myself. My freshman year, they pulled me into a meeting, and it was the thir the thirteen guys on the team that were like the lowest performers, and back then like we didn't have a cap on the team, so like there was just like a bunch of people, so like the thirteen bottom people were pulled into this meeting and coach Ryan played a, a video of it was the Louisville baseball coach and he was talking about I think they just came off a loss or somewhere like a couple guys had to come in that weren't supposed to start and it was he was just talking about like working while you wait and like how you never know when you're going to get put in there so like if I hadn't worked the way I was working then I, and I had this opportunity and blew it then you know that'd be um like pretty hmm. you know so like that like I was thinking about that meeting. Whenever things get tough, I'm like, just keep working. Like you just got to keep working because you never know, you know, when when you're gonna get thrown in there or something like that. So, after that meeting, I told myself I was like, I'm never gonna be in the bottom 13 again. Like that, I just can't be me. So. And have you succeeded in that? Yes, yes, I, I've stuck to it. I've stuck to nice, it. Nice, so, man. That's really yeah. cool. That was one of the things. Actually, I was is um, had a, just a comment where it takes a special person to dedicate themselves to this sport, to wrestling at this level. And it takes an even um, more dedicated person to know that, like you said, hey, I may never crack the lineup, yeah. but you're here working while you wait. Yeah. And I just, um, uh, I was wondering what kept you motivated, but it sounds like that meeting yeah. helped keep you motivated. And and here you are. What's, yeah. what's different now that you're, you're actively wrestling full-time in the lineup and in a spot where, I mean, you admitted in another interview, you're like, I didn't think I would ever actually yeah. be. What's changed I think kind of just like I don't know if my I don't know if really anything's changed really it's just like now I get to like show it like now I get to like show it in front of thousands of people at the Cavelli at all these different places it's just um it's been awesome like you you know the coaches see it and they they get to see it in the room but nobody else like the fans nobody else gets to see that hard work that you put in and sometimes it can get demoralizing, especially for the guys that aren't in. Mm -hmm. They're like, dang, like I'm doing all this hard work. Like I'm getting, I can feel myself getting better. Like that was me. Like the three years or the two years I was here before or whatever, I was like, I feel myself getting better. Like I'm hanging with these guys. I'm, you know, I'm taking these people down, but like nobody knows, like nobody sees the progression that I'm making. So like getting the opportunity to just go out in front of thousands of people and, and show them the progression that you've made, like, I just feel like a completely different wrestler from when I came from high school to like now. And like my high school coaches are like, <laughs> like saying like, Oh my gosh, like you've gotten so much better. Like you're looking awesome out there. You're looking a little leaner than, uh, yeah. than the last time I saw you. But, um, I think in, in that, in like two, like one of the, like, I just feel like my body kind of is, is different. Like I feel one of the, I was listening to the, um, I was watching my match the other day and I was listening to like the announcers and stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I look leaner, a little bit leaner and stuff like. But I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm, I was like 240 when I was the backup, and then all of a sudden I'm like shriveled down to like 225, 230. And it's just yeah. like, 
I don't know what it is, but <laughs> so what do you do then? Um, uh, what do you think you have to do to keep moving your game to the next level? Because I mean, you've hung in there. You've wrestled some really tough guys, yeah, and, and hung in there with Tanner Hall and Hilliger at Wisconsin, and you know those guys are not slouches at all. Yeah. They're, they're really, really good. What do you have to do to, to inch towards that level and be really even more competitive than you already are at that with those guys? Yeah, I think it's just um like. When you wrestle guys like that, guys that are like in the top ten, you know, top fifteen, those guys they're gonna expose your weaknesses. So like, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to like get to wrestle those guys before, you know, before March, before Big Tens and stuff. And I'll see a couple more of the top five, which is like just gonna be it's just gonna tell me what I need to work on and hmm. what needs to get better. So like, obviously the Hilger match I got ridden out, and you know the Hall match I got ridden out. So those are two two of the top guys, and they're riding me out. Like, like that's something that I need to work on, and like it's not going to happen in March. So, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to just like get to see that and like be exposed a little bit, because uh, you know, like if they don't expose it, then I'm going to think nothing's wrong and it's, nothing's going to get fixed. But um, yeah, love it. But yeah, so I'm like, I think I don't want to just be the guy that that beats the unranked guys. You know, I want to be the guy that you know that beats those that beats those top ten guys. You know, like. Caleb's setting an example like that. He's beating those top ten guys, you know, like beating those Rocky just did it the other night. You know, so I need to get me I need to get me one of those signature wins, you know. Yeah, well, we're looking so that's what, yeah. We noticed that you pulled out a couple of different moves on Sunday's match. <laughs> yeah. Were those things you've been working on or did you always have that and just felt some confidence to try it? Yeah, I, I think it's just a, it was a confidence thing, you know, like um I need definitely I've been talking to her develop about just like getting more confidence, to, like open up my shots and like trusting in my defense, like if the guy like if the guy got to my leg the other night and I was like okay he's not going to score on this you know like I, I felt I felt good there and just like using the trust in my defense to take more risks on offense mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what I did and like Tervel just keeps telling me like start fast just start fast and you know and just wear on them even more than you already are so yeah that's great yeah how, so how how does it uh, how does it feel knowing that the entire arena now is excited for you and your match well before you even hit the mat how does that feel it's crazy it is like i talk to my dad about it almost every night like just like (laughs) and like they put me on the um on the the handout the other day with all the lineups on it so like my dad's like he texted me today he's like you got to give me some more of those he's like you got to find them i was like i don't even know if they have them anymore you know like (laughs) it's probably not a big deal to them like everyone is on them but like i was like I got to talk to Coach Ryan and see if I can get some more. But oh, it, I'm sure he can. Get yeah, <laughs> no, but it is insane. He's um, I had like the superintendent from like my high schools like got it hanging up in his in his office, and like I got a um a big envelope the other day of like kids just from back home sending me like good luck and stuff like that. So that's been pretty cool. It's it's insane. Like I never, especially like coming in, like you never think you're gonna even like get the opportunity to go out in front of these people, like. And now, when you go out there chanting your name, like it, it's crazy. I don't yeah, know. Well, I mean, the, the, I gotta tell you, like some some of the kids that might listen to this just to hear that story about look, you know, work while you're while you're yeah. waiting. That's yeah. a that's a big deal, right? Because how many times do people right now want instant gratification, yeah. not willing to put the work in, and they go a different direction instead of taking that adversity? Like, and, and it's some level of adversity, right? To have that focus and do what you. That's a that's a major life lesson yeah coach ryan talks about it too it's like it's hard it's like like i was saying earlier like 
it's hard when only you are seeing the progression in yourself and like these other people aren't seeing it. So like when you get the opportunity, you got to show them, you know, that you, that you were working while you're waiting. So, yeah, well, uh, we have a question. I was just wondering like, you know, why you think people have, have rallied behind you so quickly, but I can, I can see to me, I can see why it can tell, but why do you think that people are rallying around you so quickly? Uh, I think, you know, coach Ryan echoes this a lot. Like, People like to watch people that, you know, can do awesome things and like that people that can can go out and just wear yourself out for seven minutes. Like people want to see that. He, he talks about I know he talked about it in a couple of his interviews, like everyone's got stuff going on. Every fan that comes into this arena, every person that comes into this arena, they all have things coming on and they just want to see a show. They want to see someone go out there and try to just mental, mentally and physically break the other guy. And he's. He talks about how that's like one of the like one of the greatest things that you could do is break another human being, like impose your will on another human being. Like whenever when he talks like that, it just gets me like super fired up. I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and just break this guy. And everyone is gonna love it. And everyone is gonna wanna watch it again and again and again. Yeah. So that's kinda like my motivation, just going out there and like just overwhelming them. And yeah. just so I always like heart back to that when, when people ask me that. So it's like impose your will on people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's any question that in in all the matches that that we've seen and all the fans have seen, I don't think there's any question whether or not you're literally doing everything you can to leave every ounce of effort you have on that mat. So that's probably a big part of yeah. it, you know. So well, it's fun to watch. So are we uh are we going to see you trademark gas tank Gary? It's pretty catchy, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really grown on me too. Somebody was asking me the other day like where it came from and stuff. And I, it was just literally one person on Twitter just brought it up and then everyone ran with it from there. But I love it. Well, I, look, here's the reality, right? When you watch a lot of heavyweights around the country and they're going full seven minutes, every time it's almost a lot of times both of them gas out. But yet, uh, I don't know what match it was. It was like, where where is he pulling this from? <laughs> and I think it was the... Uh, who was the big heavyweight you wrestled a few weeks? Stanford? Was it Stanford guy? Stanford, the first one? Yeah. That was the first, yeah. Yeah, it was that, I think it was like, you totally broke yeah. the guy. Well, because when, he just kept going and going <laughs> and going. Well, when and, I was in it too, I was like, um, I took, I got that takedown where I pulled him, I pulled him back in and I dove for it and then I got it and he, we came back to the middle and, and the, like when the whistle blew, I was like, okay, I was like, there's like 30 seconds left. He's got one more in him. I know he's got one more in him. So I was kind of like pressing forward, but being like careful. I was like, I know he's coming up. Like he's coming up. He's got to. He's got one more in him. And then when he never came up, I was like, well, that's what it's about right there. Like <laughs> I broke him. Like he didn't have, he had nothing left. Like Coach Ryan always talks about like, uh, like even when a guy looks the most tired, he's always got one more in him. Yeah. But you know, when I, when I felt that, I was like, he doesn't have another one in him. Coach, he didn't have it. He doesn't have another one. So <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, so now that you know you've you've seen some success and um, and uh, your your roles changed, what are your you know what are your goals now um, as we as you look forward for the rest of the season and and everything else? Oh, uh, you know, <clears throat> um, I, I first first goal is like as a team, you know, like. We've all we've all talked about it. Like this team race is closer than people think it is. I know they think it's a two horse race with Iowa and Penn State, but um, you know we don't think that. You know, like I saw a quote the other day 
about from like Kerry Cola, and he was talking about them upsetting people, and he said he didn't like the word upset because upset implies that you know you're not working as hard as the other guys, and that like all these guys in the room we're working harder than anybody in the country, and that's a fact. And you know like we we believe in ourselves, like we believe in every one of these guys, like 25 up, like we all. It's it's been incredible, like just like the camaraderie and like growing as a team and like you know we're building something that's a little different this year you know like we haven't had like we don't have like all these number ones right now we have guys that that can break through and will break through at the end of the year but like nobody else sees that so it's really exciting you know getting to wrestle a team like Penn State who's got got those top guys like this is where you get you get those big matches those big upsets especially in an arena like that so it'll be it'll be really fun but like definitely as a team like our goal is to win it you know like we've We've been the, you know, the bridesmaid too long now. Like we know we we want to get that one. We want to be the bride, but um, as an individual, you know, I'm just trying to be. You know, honestly, all this is gravy for me. You know, like I didn't think I was gonna be in the starting lineup. Like all, I'm 17 and three right now. Like that's gravy. So like that's just like, you know, that's extra on top. You know, but yeah. um, I'm definitely I want to you know place at the Big Tens. I want to score team points for the best team in the country. And, you know, I want to make a run at Nationals. Like, that's all, obviously the ultimate goal. You know, anything less than an All-American is is not not what I wanted. So, mm-hmm. that's that's the goal. I, they're big goals. And, you know, but I'm going to see those top guys, and I'm going to work on what I need to work on, and I'm just really excited for that. That's awesome, man. That's good. So, uh, if, if uh, you could wrestle any wrestler in history, who would you pick? Oh, gosh. Any wrestler in history? i got to think back. <laughs> Any wrestler, if I could get my hands on one person, I would say I would say you know, my, um, growing up, my dad wrestled um, Hulk Hokum. Hulk Hokum. He was always the backup to Bruce Baumgartner. Okay. So, but my dad said like he would wrestle him, and like this guy, he was like a heavyweight. I never met him, but I've been trying to find him everywhere. But he uh, he was a heavyweight, but he could do like the splits and everything. So like he said, he was just like insane to wrestle and stuff like that. So I would probably I would say. Um, my, or maybe it was Mike Holcomb. Mike Holcomb is probably okay. what it was. Mike Holcomb or Bruce Baumgartner, I think. Just you know, get my hands on a big heavyweight. Just you know, so see what they're about. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. that would be pretty funny, you know. <laughs> That's cool. So is your dad your go-to person when you need advice? Yeah, for the most part, probably. Yeah, he uh he's always got like some weird weird things he says and stuff like that. So he's all <laughs> so. He's always like I told this in my other interview, but like the Zulu Don thing, like he's a big history guy, so like anything to do with history, like he's always telling me like go back and like watch clips or whatever. Uh like his favorite movie is To Hell and Back with Audie Murphy. So mm-hmm. like um he's always like telling me some like weird stuff like that. But yeah, he's probably my go to guy. Yeah. You talk to him every day, it sounds yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, basically just called me before this, well. That's cool, man. <laughs> so uh on a lighter note, what kinds of things do you do for fun when you're not uh training and wrestling? Um, so I, I work part-time. So like when I'm not working, I'll go, um, where do do you do? Where do you work? Aldi. Okay. All (laughs) right. So I get, it's, it's nice too. Cause it's like, I stock, stock groceries. So it's like a little (laughs) lift in the morning. Like I usually work like six to 12. So it's like a little lift in the morning, get a little sweat going before practice. How many hours do you work a week? Uh, like 18 to 20. So like, yeah, just like, it's usually like probably 18 cause I usually work like three days, six to 12. Yeah. Wow. But as a, has anyone recognized you at work? Yes, there's a, the other day there's been one person has recognized me, only one. Um, but it was this guy named Kyle, 
and he asked me like where these veggie chips were, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're not one. He's like, wait a second, you look from. I had like I had a black eye from my uh, <laughs> one of my matches. I think it was Cleveland State. After Cleveland State, I had a big black eye, but um, he's like, wait, he's like, you're you're Gary Trump, right? And I was like. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Ohio State wrestling fan. I go to all the matches and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, what the heck? Good seeing you, man. <laughs> That's cool. So that's man. Pretty, it's been pretty cool. But, so you um, work 18 to 20 hours a week. Yeah. You wrestle for the best team in the country. You're going <laughs> to school. I mean, is it? How do you keep yourself on track? Uh, well, you know, I wasn't study tables for a long time, so like that, <laughs> that usually get, that, that made you get the homework done. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so like, I I do try to make time. Like when I'm not doing that stuff, I'll I'll play like Madden with Luke and all that. I mean, he's never beaten me. That's that's record. <laughs> um, so I play I'll play Madden NHL with all, like Luke, Eli, and Clay. Or uh, I do like the frisbee golf. I've been trying to get them to frisbee golf more. But you know it's been a little colder. I haven't gone in a while. But frisbee golf is a uh, is a big thing that I do. Let uh, Ben Asker know that. I know. I was. He, sure I heard him that. talking about me on Flow, and I was like, I wanted to tell him that I play frisbee golf all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. <laughs> do you have any favorite movies? Oh, favorite movie. Um, I like all those movies. You know, like uh, like to remember the Titans. All those cheesy, you know, good ones. But um, I'm trying to think. Hitch. Hitch is a good. Classic favorite where I learned all my pickup my pickup lines, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, probably Hitch and Remember the Titans, honestly. Those oh, probably nice. go to. Now, uh, and we ask all the guys this, but do you have any like special talents or anything unique that you want to let Buckeye Nation know that they wouldn't special know? Special talents. Oh, man. <clears throat> like, you know, like, I don't know if you listen to but like Luke's a hunter, like, loves he, to he hunt. He didn't call himself a hunter, did he, on this show? Yeah. He's a bird watcher. We call him a bird watcher because oh, okay. every time he goes out to hunt, he never comes back with anything. <laughs> his brother does. I'll call his brother. His brother Jack's a hunter, but Luke, no, Luke's a bird watcher. And Collins loves music, you know, oh, things like that. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, special talent. What do I do? I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, Dang, I don't, I don't know. Man, that's bad. I don't even know what my, my special talent is. I didn't, eh, it's all good. No oh, worries. I think it's just unique that, that you're, you know, you're working 18, 20 hours yeah. a week, full-time student, full-time wrestler. Yeah. That's pretty unique. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, unique. Yeah. That's I, pretty dang, cool. I, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm, my brain's going a million miles an hour right now. Well, but. we'll get you back on here and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk through it. So, um, Well, cool. I don't have anything else. It was really awesome to get to know you. I spent some time with you. Thanks for for being on the show. We're super pumped to continue to watch you thrive and and kick some butt moving forward. I'm sorry I was late. I feel so bad. (laughs) All good, man. Well, until until next time, go Bucks. Go Bucks. All right, that was the interview with Gary Traub. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, sitting down and talking to him or hearing you talk to him. I think we all learned a lot. Um, yeah, I was never on the team with him, so uh, don't know a ton about him, but real nice guy. and Nice guy, happy guy, grateful. Yeah, you can see why uh, the fans are so eager to attach to him. So we're really happy to have him on. Hope you guys learned a lot. Uh, what else we got? Anything? Nope, just uh, keep, keep rooting on the Buckeyes. Got some good competition coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep coming at you with new material and good fun stuff if you ever have any questions or comments 
yeah if you have any questions comments concerns you can tweet at us at steelwood radio or send us an email steelwood radio at gmail.com or if there's anybody you want to like want us to interview yeah then on the team or other uh we'll see what we can do um we try to we try to mix it up that way yeah we haven't been told no yet so if you want us to interview someone just let us know and we'll do our best to do it all right until then go bucks go bucks